0: This episode of Angular Air is sponsored by Auth0, authentication made simple for developers. Modern authentication and identity can be hard, but Auth0 makes it easy. With Auth0, you can enable login with any social provider, have multi-factor authentication, single sign-on, and passwordless login all at the flip of a switch. Find out how to add authentication to your Angular 1 or 2 app in under 10 minutes at Auth0.com forward slash Angular.
1: Hello and welcome to Anywhere. This is going to be a really, really fun episode today. we got two awesome people from ng here, Aaron Frost. What up? And Joe Eames. Hey, everybody. We're going to be talking all, all about ng what's going to happen, who's going to be there, what are we going to eat, <laughs> and we're also having oh, wait. a playlist.
2: Joe, the food, bro, we fr-
3: I forgot the food. <laughs> oh crap! Uh, pack a lunch, Jeff. Pack a lunch.
1: Yeah, a lunch. Oh, man. I'm looking forward to the food. Uh, Big a water bottle. Panelists uh, Carmen Poppechu. Pop- Hi. And Olivier Cohn. Hey guys. Carmen and Olivier will also be there, so uh, everybody, I'm sure, will have lots to talk about for both this upcoming NGConf, conf and we're going to get dive into some of our memories from previous NGConf's as well. But my first question to you guys, uh, Aaron and Joe, are, you know, how crazy is this final week before everything starts? Is, is it you have everything handled and you're basically just kicking it back, or is it like a mad rush house to finish up final things?
3: We, we mostly just started like this last week. We, were, we didn't really do anything until just this week. We just had a bunch of ideas, and we're trying to make yeah. it all happen now.
2: Bunch of sticky notes, yep. And hopefully, we get people to help us get them working.
3: Yeah, that, that, not too many places you can order T-shirts from overnight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, this has been a crazy week. Uh, it'll be. It's going to continue to be a crazy week, I'm sure.
2: Yeah. So um, the weekend should be crazy. This week's been. This week's been crazier than all other weeks up until now. Well, like, I think relatively, it's it's probably not insane. No, now things are. are chill.
3: Yeah, now we're dealing with like little things, like one speaker saying, "Hey, can you move me to a slightly different spot?" Or, um, you know, little little small requests right now. Yeah, all
2: the big decisions are made. Like swag's done and ordered in here, and food. All the money spent on food's already like budgeted and. Picked and menus and timing and and that's all done. Um, flights, hotels, stuff that's all done. It's now it's just like what Joe's saying. It's uh, the small things, making sure if someone's coming in a day early, they might need a ride, or um, making sure if someone needs to maybe take off a day early, uh, we, we accommodate them that way or stuff like that. Sponsors maybe wanting a last minute booth, stuff like that.
1: Mm-hmm. It's really great. It's pretty worried about trying to get ready this week? What, what's the thing that's still pending that uh, has you worried and The uh,
2: uh, Faraday broadcast. Yeah, the Faraday broadcast is insane. So what that is, a lot of people who are going to be at NGConf aren't really going to be super aware of what Joe just talked about. Um, but for the thousands of people that are watching online through Extended, uh, the Faraday broadcast is a really big thing because it's going to be – I mean, Faraday is going to be insane. Am I right, Joe? Like, I've never been to an event like Faraday. Right. I've been to something that lasts a few hours but never an entire day, specifically around Angular that's, like, so open and so much fun. But for those there, it's going to be super easy. You're just going to pick what you want to do, um, and then you're going to go do it. But for the people online who want to participate, how do we get them involved? How do we let them be part of the show? So we've hired, like, a whole – camera crew and we have like a, what's that, what's Gene's title?
3: Uh, producer.
2: Producer, a producer and
3: um, an, assistant producer.
2: Guys, an assistant producer. And we've got two guys who will be behind the camera and I'll also help with the cameras. Three,
3: three cameras, three cameramen, not two, three.
2: Yeah, so three, three cameras, three like reporters or journalists, whatever you want to call them and constantly reporting on different things, interviewing different speakers Showing different things from that, so you're going to see uh, Aaron a
3: lot on there. Yeah, yeah. So
2: a he's lot in charge of, of like
3: the major. He's going to be doing one of the major pieces.
2: One on of the, the funner pieces. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's going to be a lot of things for those thousands of people who aren't really going to be able to participate conventionally that we're trying to bring them in and let them see what the Angular Fair day's is like.
3: Right. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, totally. I I mean, I guess conceptually. It's still, I'm sure, one of these things when we get there and we're like, it's going to totally blow our minds or whatever because it's not a normal thing for conferences, right, to do this type of thing. So how did this idea come about in the first place?
3: Well, we always did the extended thing where we invited everybody to watch the live stream. And, of course, plenty of conferences do a live stream, right? So that's nothing new, although... Uh, Aaron was the one, the genius who came up with this idea of, hey, let's not just, just have the live stream, but for people that want to get together in groups, let's have a whole extended thing where we want to make them as much as possible feel like they're a part of NGConf even though they're not physically there. So last year, we did a ton with it. Um, Aaron, maybe well, you could just, talk more about it.
2: Well, it's just an idea borrowed from Google because they do Google I.O. Extended every year. So we just borrowed the same idea. It's It's Angular, it's Google-friendly, so we figured... This crowd would like totally warm up to the idea of NG extended. So we just we just partner with organizers all over the world and try and answer whatever questions they need to make it awesome. Um, we encourage them to go big, get sponsors, have t-shirts, um, f- food, stuff like that. So that's you? that's extended. But Faraday, I think Jeff wanted to know about Faraday, which right. At this point, I'm pretty sure Joe is more familiar with it
3: than me. Before we move on, do you happen to know what the count is for extended events this year? Uh, I can check. Do you I'm know? Like or are you like? The, I'm looking at the map. I, there's the like counting. would be hard, but I would guess it's like between 70 and 100 different events. But yeah, uh, it's hard to why count. Why don't you talk about Fairdale and I'll look it up real quick. So, so I'll, talk about Faraday. I'll look it Fairdale. So, Aaron, you know, we, we've we've always wanted to do – done this extended thing where we want to involve people. But when we added Fair Day, you know, for a typical conference, you're just doing sessions all day long, right? And so that's an easy thing to just – we just broadcast that live stream it. people can watch, and they feel, you know, they might as well be sitting in a seat for, you know, they still get to watch everything live, see everything, get all the same talks. But on Fair Day – we don't have that same option because there no, there isn't sessions going on like that. We've got a bunch of workshops that are going on, but workshops are more hands-on. So to sit and watch a workshop, especially when they say, okay, go ahead and do this now and spend 15 minutes, and you can't because you may not have access to the same code or something, right? You can't ask questions. It's not quite the same, so we can't just broadcast just the workshops. And there's so many other things going on. We wanted people to get a real feel for everything that's going on and all the choices the, the attendees have to participate in. So then we thought, what would we broadcast on Fair Day? And we decided what we want to do is kind of like um sort of like a high think of highlights shows from ESPN or something like that, where, yeah, you maybe you didn't get to go to the game, but instead we're going to show you the things that were really interesting about what went on so that you can get a feel. And we're going to be doing that, we're going to be interviewing a lot of a lot of speakers. Every speaker's going to get an interview. So they'll all get a couple of minutes uh, on the stream where you'll get to talk to speakers. And for some of them, like the Angular team, we're going to do live Q&A sessions over Twitter. So people that are watching the stream can tweet out a question, and we'll have somebody that'll pick questions, and uh, we'll pass it on and have the the Angular team on actually a bunch of different times in various groups, various pieces of the Angular team. Uh, We'll be showing a lot of the different fun activities that are going on, plus a lot of the educational activities that are going on as well. We've identified, you know, every piece we call it a segment. We have over 100 segments that we will be showing on this. So it's really like...
1: 100 just in just one, one day.
3: Yeah. Yeah, well, when about a segment, Jeff, how
2: many, how many f- three, four-minute segments can you fit into eight hours or six hours? How many
3: hours is it, Joe? Eight? Seven and a half. Uh, eight with the um, keynote. Well, actually, no. Nine with the keynote.
2: Yeah, so you're talking about... Um, well, how many how many minutes is that? Seven, so you five hundred sixty minutes or something like that.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So you divide that you divide that by uh, three, a hundred, and you're like five point six minutes a thing. Yeah. Some of these are going to take fifteen minutes, like with angular team and stuff. Some of these are going to be quick two minute things, okay. and so it's it's when you think about that size of video, it's pretty compact. You know what I'm saying? So every, everything is going to be. High energy, and we're going to try and show off as many things as we can, Um, but,
3: yeah, it's going to be intense. I think we'll be showing stuff from our kids' program, uh, showing things from our party Wednesday night that won't be live-streamed, or dinner, the food truck dinner, showing stuff from that, Um, all kinds of stuff. Speaker dinner. Yeah, Yeah. speaker dinner. I have a question.
4: Uh, sorry, so I have ahead. a qu- I have a question about this. So the people who are going to be watching, how do they know what you're going to live stream? Like, is there a schedule somewhere where they can find out, or how is we, that going to work we for thought,
3: them? We have our own schedule, but there's a lot of problems with publishing a schedule. First off, uh, what if we got off the schedule for one reason or another? We don't want people to be too upset. With the speak with the sessions, it's a lot easier to really stick close to a schedule, and we're. We're really tight about our schedule, our broadcast schedule. We, we get on, on and get them off. Yeah, day one and three, normal sessions. they're
2: very, very strict and rigid. Yep. And so th- those ones are easy. It's yeah. the fair today that's like, we don't want necessarily to have a schedule, because some things might happen impromptu, like we might not know that there's a thing. Maybe Carmen starts rapping and building Lego castles. I, I'm going to get that on a thing. And we're going to show that because it wasn't planned. But right. So there's going to be a lot of, like, who knows what's happening. Um, maybe we stuck Pascal upside down on the, vel- the Velcro wall, right? <laughs> like, everyone's going to want to see that. So there will be a lot of, like, just shooting from the hip, but we'll make sure that we get all the big bits that they're going to want to see, uh, that they get all the interviews that the people are going to want to talk to, and they see all the fun things because there's a lot of fun. There's things here that I've never seen
5: or heard of at a conference. It's going to be a lot of fun. Right. Will, will you upload the, a video for the Faraday as well? Because I have, like, four things playing for this day, and I, I won't be able to participate much.
3: Yeah, we are going to put everything up on YouTube for people to yeah. watch the awesome. on. Yeah,
2: Faraday will be up on YouTube.
3: So. Including one of the highlights of our broadcast on Faraday, which is going to be uh, uh, Angular Air. Yep. That's right.
1: That's right. We're, we'll have That's a true. live show there. And actually, we, we decided for this year instead of doing like our normal like interview format, uh, talking to some of the speakers, which uh, I I know you guys are going to do anyways with some of the interviews we have set up in the newsroom. So we're going to focus more on just talking to the actual participants. You know, the, the people, any, anybody who basically comes to the conference. We're going to. Uh, so definitely, if you're listening to this. Find me on the first day of the, at the uh, May the Fourth Be With You party. Uh, I'm going to be actively, like, looking for people. And, and same with Olivier and Carmen. Uh, talk to them and, uh, you know, people that we find who just want to kind of participate and talk with us. Uh, we're going to try to get as many people involved as possible.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: So we're excited is, for the for the, they, for the Angular there. Yeah, so...
1: Go ahead, John.
3: You're you're actually you, you said it's a live show. It's technically not live though. We're gonna pre-record you. Is this gonna be the first time that Angular Air won't be truly live.
1: <laughs> It'll be actually pre- be produced and cut up. Oh my gosh, that's uh, <laughs> weird. Yeah, um, so
3: that should be pretty like, interesting.
1: Wear and do all sorts of crazy stuff.
3: Yeah, we'll crop
2: muscular bodies onto Joe and I. It will be cool. <laughs>
3: No, we're not doing any editing. You're still going to be raw and unedited. Oh, okay. okay. So you, if you swear all you want, we'll still show it.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, you, no, the what we meant was
3: we'll cut the swear words out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Throw them around. <laughs> yeah, we'll cut it out. We're going to
1: break for a moment for a message from Angular Class.
0: This episode of Angular Air is sponsored by Angular Class. If you're looking to learn the latest and greatest in modern web development techniques, or you need Angular 2 training, then sign up today at angularclass.com.
1: Welcome back. Let's pick it up where we left off. For a lot of the other stuff you mentioned, you're going to bring in like all sorts of different pieces, these segments from throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but is that going to be like live, or are you going to have somebody in like some sort of control room, like uh, I don't know, like the Oscars style right, with all the different TVs to just kind of like pull it all together? Um, and, and so,
2: nothing. so Joe, so Faraday was, we planned Faraday intentionally, okay? We knew we wanted something different and awesome and that people would never forget. So Faraday was very intentional. Uh, the unintentional part was going, oh, bloody hell, what about the live stream? <laughs> uh, we got to figure out what to do with the live stream. And so that was unintentional that we kind of spaced that. So we're like, okay, well, what can we do to go crazy? So the sports center, ESPN sports table where they interview that was kind of like, okay, well, we'll do that, and we'll make sure that they get to see everything and everything. So there will be, like, a room. We're calling it the broadcast room. And so we'll have a whole room with a desk, and the producer will sit in there, and people, and like, there will be a da- – so Dave Smith will be one of our people because everyone loves Dave Smith, right? Yeah. Um I can't think of a person that doesn't like... They
1: I was trying to get my thumbs up right now.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then another guy who I'm not sure if, if everyone knows, he spoke year one in GConf. His name's Tom Valletta, and he's absolutely hilarious too. So Tom and Dave are going to be like the two main guys that will be at that desk, and they'll also take turns going out into the conference, recording something, getting a, getting a clip, interviewing people or the presenters themselves, coming back and getting that clip put on air, so... That's, it's going to be like an all-day thing, very, very, very interactive
3: for the live stream. Right. So just a good mix of that. Like, speak, Most speaker interviews will be live. The Angular team interviews those will all be live and happen inside the room. Another stuff, there'll be cameras going out, gathering, taking video, and then we'll just throw it onto the stream. Can,
2: can we talk about the uh, what's going to be in the secondary ballroom, the, the competition thing?
3: I think so. I think that's okay to talk about. But we get, remember what we can't use certain words. We can't, we can't call it a thing. So yeah.
2: there's going to be a robotic battle. Um, <laughs> so we've hired a team of guys who build fighting robots, yeah, and we'll there's going to be a bracketed. There's going to be a bracketed tournament, and there's like it's like a plexiglass cage, just like you've seen on the internet or on television, and every bot will be named after a JavaScript library framework. And we're just gonna see who wins. Maybe maybe jQuery comes out. We've got most people are, are like betting hard on Moo Tools, but the <laughs> GitHub you know, people are all they bet all their money on Electron. So the odds <laughs> in Vegas right now on the Electron bot is is high. Right.
1: But Wait, so is this something where you have like game controls and that type of thing, or are you actually programming the robots?
2: No. There's controls. No, so it's guys who professionally build these robots. And they're meant to kill another robot, and um, like they have, they can shoot fire or they can have a big swinging arm or a saw blade. Like they're intentionally there to kill other robots, and they're going to be the ones driving them. We're just like spectator sports, rooting for the angular bot. But um, um. Joe and I, it, it's twisted. We're kind of if the angular bot wins, it's going to look like we rigged it. So we're kind of rooting for the Eater bot, kind of rooting against it, because we don't want to be called out for rigging it.
3: Right.
2: Honestly, the funniest thing, I mean, it wouldn't be funny, it would be awesome. The best would be if the React bot wins. (laughs) I think that would be... No way. It would be hilarious, bro. Uh, (laughs) I think it would be good for the communities to see if the React bot won the NGConf robot tournament, so...
1: Yeah.
2: Um, so yeah, that's, kind of, that's going to be one of the fun things that we're going to try and make sure we cover all the way at NGConf.
3: And we've got like a live uh, bracket that will show how the bots are doing in the tournament and we also are trying to hook together a thing where people can create their own uh, brackets and uh, them will uh, award a prize to the winner of the brackets. Have we found anything if for that yet?
2: We haven't, but if we can find a thing that lets us put up a bracket and have people pick their own winners and if we can get that, the winner with the most points will get a ticket to NGConf next year.
1: Yeah. So,
3: so if you happen to know something, tweet at us or so, or whatever, any software yeah. where we can do our own custom brackets and let people then get on, just like you know, fantasy football. Yeah, well, yeah, not yeah. fantasy football, yeah. but uh, like NCAA brackets, right? I, I know a website for that. I give it to you. Awesome. Okay.
1: <laughs> awesome. So we talked a lot about Fair Day. I want to cover you know a couple different... Uh, other things as well, you know, let's talk about the actual presentations, the, you know, first and third days of the conference. So is there any particular theme that you guys went with this day, this year for picking on um, the talks? Can you talk a little bit about um, the selection process? And,
3: oh, it was you know, brutal this year. Uh,
1: well, yeah, how, how many people submitted? Like, what, what, tell me a little bit about it.
3: The highest ever, 174 or something. Do you remember the exact number, Aaron?
2: I can't remember. It was a lot. Yeah. I think it was higher than that when you consider all the Faraday's and stuff like yeah, that. I think it was, it was over 200
3: with Faraday submissions. I, yeah. I think the talk submissions were 174. And because of Angular 2, where it's at, it's practically coming out, there were so many talks that we just kind of like, we needed a talk on this and a talk on this and a talk on this. We had to pick from a fairly limited selection. So when it came to, like, talks on just about anything, we actually had a really small number. Of Slots, so that was brutal picking talks because we wanted to, you know we needed a conference that was going to show, hey, I want to know about pipes, right, and I go onto YouTube and I Google pipes. Well, we want the ngconf pipes talk to be the first talk that comes up on YouTube about pipes.
2: yeah um, it's super brutal like when you when you do the math on how long it takes to pick talks, so take one hundred seventy talks. And let's say that we just put 60 seconds on each talk just to go through it the first time to make sure we like them and to throw away the ones that were, like, out on left field. So let's say we give each talk 60 seconds. That's almost three hours right there where we have to just go through and go the first round and get rid of, like, round one stuff. Then we, off, we mark favorites in there, like like um, um, we know that we have to have an Angular universal talk, so Jeff Wepley, boom. He goes straight to the end, right? And um, a very few people go straight to the end, though. And we have to sit there and whittle down, like maybe two or three talks went straight to the end. Am I right, Joe?
3: Yeah, yeah, probably two. Or and
2: three. then, and then, a lot of what we get, and these are these these would be awesome talks, but a, a lot of submissions, it's kind of overwhelming. Is if they're lessons learned talks, they're hey. We did Angular at my company, and this is the stuff we learned. So unfortunately, we don't pick those because those aren't always going to apply to everyone in the audience. And then we rule out things that are, like, very niche, like, hey, Angular with a node backend. It's like, no, not everyone has node. Angular with .NET backend, not everyone has .NET. Rails with Rails. Rails. Angular Rails, not everyone has that. These are going to be very niche, very not for the whole community. We're going to have to rule those out. But then the people that target something very specific that's very powerful, like one guy's like, inline CSS in your Angular 2. And you're like, okay, that's everyone's going to write CSS like this. We're going to pick that talk. Or the pipes talk, right? Um, and stuff like that. So. It's hard to narrow it down, but we've on uh, th- three years in. We've kind of got a method. It still takes hours, though. The chaos. Hours, and hours,
3: six to eight okay. hour session just mm-hmm. to yeah. get it to about ninety percent done. The f- I think one of my favorites, the ones that one ones that jumped out at me was the forms talk. That one forms. was one, yeah. Guys- Deborah Carada, uh, it's only a text yep. box. That was one of yeah, those exactly. ones that I wasn't thinking of, and we saw. I saw it, and I was like. Wow, that's a talk we really need.
2: Yeah, we're excited about Debra's. Um, I'm trying to think who was mine. John Papa's obviously sounded great. Ain't it too? Force Awakens. Yeah. So it's tough. It's tough. We hate to say no. Uh, We like to say yes. We wish we could say yes to more, which is why we added Faraday, and we got to say yes to a lot more people this year than we ever have. So it's been kind of cool.
1: So it sounds like the theme, though, is obviously Angular 2. You know, they're, they're, uh, the release of Angular 2 is sometime soon? We don't know. Maybe we'll find out during ng-conf. That would be cool. But,
3: yeah, we had to work hard to try to find some Angular 1 content to put in that was appropriate. Um, I mean, obviously, we only had so many talks. The Angular team, their, talk, their focus is on Angular 2. But we needed a few things about Angular 1, but just not too much. What's funny is, last year, we got a lot of feedback that there was too much Angular 2 content because Angular 2 wasn't, you know, ready to be used. But now it's entirely different. Angular 2's were right there at the cusp.
2: Yeah, it's on the doorstep of a release candidate. It's ready. Like if you started a big project today, it'd be general release by the time you ship. So it's like time for us to really start talking about it. So mm-hmm. that's there's a lot. You should expect a lot of Angular 2 at this year's NGConf. Yeah. And there will be Angular 1 because Angular 1's kind of newish, right, and there's a ton of new changes in it that a lot of us haven't used yet, so yeah. we've got Peter, Bacon, Darwin to come and give us a killer components talk, and we've got a, a couple other Angular 1 talks. It's going to be a lot of fun, though. I think, I think people will appreciate the balance, and it, it will help set the direction of where the community starts going. It will be a good
3: conference. It's funny, but I think Angular 1.5 is my favorite release of all the Angular 1 releases. I think it has the most useful, cool stuff in it, and here it is at the tail end of Angular 1's... I know. You, know,
1: you mean right like the uh, doc .component and that type of thing?
3: Oh, yeah. I think component was something like, we needed this for so long. So many people doing... Now, you know, you put together a page, and you obviously start off with a controller and a template that aren't necessarily tied together. They're only tied together in the route... And then you got you want to chunk it up into pieces. Do you use directives? Do you use subcomponents? Do you use ng-include? And directives by themselves, great. Should I use a directive with isolated scope or uh, inherited scope? Yike. All this stuff that ended up being a whole bunch of mediocre, oh, pe- people are just doing it differently in bad patterns uh, whatnot component just gives you oh there's a clear path I'm just going to only use components I got no more controllers except for component controllers just components all the way down right like turtles
2: I I like I like the one way data bindings Mm -hmm. with the lifecycle hooks from 1.5 because while there was a time in my life that two way data binding made me very happy and saved me a lot of code it also has created some of the hardest bugs for me to track down (laughs) So I think that the unidirectional data flow with these lifecycle hooks from 1.5 is my favorite feature. And so there's gonna be a talk about that because a lot of people don't even know what we're talking about.
3: Right, multi-slot transclusion is another awesome, awesome feature of 1.5. Love that it,
1: it is really great that they keep, you know, uh, and, and people think that they're sort of, or uh, worry that they're going to abandon the 1x line when people are kind of depending on it, but, with the changes that they keep on turning out, I mean, it keeps improving. I, I yeah. did notice, like visibly notice, um, some speed improvements with the past two versions um, when I upgraded from like one three to one five, like uh, a couple weeks ago. Mm. Um, so yeah, it, I, I think it's awesome.
3: Yeah, you know, I like looked at one four and I thought, hey, this is a great product. I just can't think of another enhancement that really truly needs to be made. And then 1.5 came out, bam, and it had, like, tons of really great enhancements. My favorite release ever. And so, it, Angular 1 is really getting better and better. In fact, I just built a project with Angular 1.5 and an Angular Fire on the back end, and like I had so much fun. It was so cool. It was so easy to throw it together. It was so slick. I really got back into my love of Angular 1. Peter
2: Bacon Darwin, man.
3: Yep, yep. He's a stud. Give him the reins, he just
2: turns it all magical on you. Yep. Yep, so true, so true.
4: Okay, I have a, a question. Um, How come you guys decided to make the conference bigger this year? Um, and how are you dealing with that? Because it's, like, almost double the size, right? Yep. Or maybe, yeah.
3: Size is the easy part. That was nothing.
2: <laughs> so we actually... In the first two years, I mean, Carmen, you know this. We love the community, and we love NGConf, conf and we put a lot of our heart into it, but sometimes we catch a lot of crap for not going big, specifically is one of the things that we've been really kind of harshly criticized on. So we knew this year we needed to try and go bigger, and... um, we had a space to let us double the size. The Angular team, the first few years, the Angular team was the ones who didn't want to go bigger. And the reason was is because they they absolutely love getting to meet and talk to everyone. And it's hard enough to do with 700 people. It's going to be even harder to do with 1,400 people. But that was their main concern was it's very quaint. I feel like I get everyone gets to meet an Angular member. Everyone gets to talk to us with 700 people. Going much bigger is going to hurt it. But we convinced them the community is ready for a bigger conference. It's grown to the point where it need to go bigger. So um, that was why we went bigger?
3: Is that a good enough answer? Right?
4: Yeah. Mrs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. Um, okay. Okay. But, but are it's also, you...
3: It's also important to note there that there's a lot of challenges with going bigger that aren't necessarily just about, hey, we're going to have twice as many people so it's twice as hard to plan. That's not quite true. It's more about finding a venue. That works, right? That's actually really hard. There's not a lot of venues yeah. that work for uh, groups in, the, in between 500 and 5,000. Once you get over 5,000, there's a lot of, like, you know, convention centers. But a convention center is a really crummy place to have a conference for a few hundred people or 1,500 people, right? Rubbish, yeah. yeah. When you have 100,000 people, convention centers are great. But... Uh, for a few hundred people, it feels like you're in somebody's warehouse in a, in a corner of it and there's a bunch of other stuff going on, right? We hated that. We always hated the idea that NGConf would be held somewhere where it wasn't the only thing going on. We didn't want people walking by and seeing other conferences, other events going on. We wanted people to feel like if I see somebody in the hallway and I talk to them, they're here for the same reason I'm here. We love that part of NGConf. So we always try to find a venue that fits NGConf. Perfectly, and we fit it in perfectly. So it's that's a, that's actually a, one of the big challenges to changing the size of NGConf was just finding a good venue for it.
2: Yeah, and we didn't look just in Utah. We looked other places this time. We looked up in the mountains um, in Utah, at the ski resorts. We looked anywhere where we could go bigger, and we ended up with the super posh venue. I think we ended up we made the right decision, and scaling the decisions I think is easier, um, you know, just picking more more speakers. Fair day, fair day for us, though, this year would have been the easiest year yet if we didn't do fair day. This year would have been like, hey, you know, do the same thing we did the last two years, make it even better. So it's just been like, do the same thing you did already, make it better, though, which we got to make it better coming out of our ears, so we could just do that. But the fair day thing is, like, that was the challenge this year by far. How do we scale fair day? And, like, at any moment on fair day, there's going to be food everywhere. Like, in all, in all the it, – it's going to be, like, a, an actual fair where there's nachos here, strobe waffles there, um, donuts over there. Um, Fried Twinkies. Fried Twinkies over here. I mean, it's gonna be like an actual fair. There's a, a triple wrapped bacon, bacon wrapped in bacon, <laughs> wrapped in bacon. Um, and oh God, we
4: we need to go on a diet before <laughs>
2: this. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so it's gonna be like it's gonna be insane. And scaling that was the hard part this year. Figuring out all the talks, what's gonna keep people entertained, what's like actually pertinent versus. Fun because
1: we also need to have a lot of fun and how you balance that stuff like that. I do have a question though about the food and the scale there. You know, how what steps are you guys taking this year to avoid mass uh, food poisoning? You know, you guys have a history of poisoning uh, the community, and I, I wanted to uh, <laughs> get, get an understanding of what your steps will, you're taking. Will you be to sure and tweet
3: away? that out? You have a history of poisoning <laughs> the community. That's actually going to be on our website next year, ng Poisoning <laughs> the community. That's our subtitle.
4: Hey, I sent so proof that I i survived. <laughs> <laughs>
3: one, one thing that's important to note is uh, uh, as far as the, f- the food poisoning goes, we as of yet, we there's been zero evidence that there was actually food poisoning involved. What we had, it looks like, was the stomach flu. And just to give you a a. a real reason why we see why we think that is a guy that lives in my neighborhood his wife was puking her guts out three days after ngconf. she never went to ngconf his daughter doing the same thing so we had people that got it that never from attendees so we had the we had the we definitely had the flu going uh, stomach flu going around we we did a huge thing with the hotel. they brought in people we did a whole we went through a whole process they have this whole process when there's any Potential of food poisoning because you know when you're a hotel, especially a high-end four-star hotel like uh, the Little America Grand America, there's a ton that they go through whenever it's like, oh, there might have been food poisoning. They go through a whole process. So they went through a whole process. We had one guy that um, was absolutely sure that it was food poisoning and not stomach flu. But uh, I so we we always were worried about the flu. So last year, what we did is we did um these little. Uh, what were they? NGConf
2: hand sanitizers.
3: Yeah, NGConf hand sanitizers. So that's what we did last year to try to ward off the flu and uh, keep that out from out of NGConf that last year. And uh, We haven't talked about it this, this year, about the, nor- the whole norovirus thing. They're, it's famous for cruise ships, too. You get a bunch of people in a small space for a few days, one of them comes in with a stomach flu, and that's it. <laughs> Someone One thing, everybody
1: with, out. you mentioned the hotel staff there, and, and I have to say that, I, I mean, this it's weird to say this because uh, I don't usually think about the hotel staff at the venue, but I do think that, especially the first year and, and last year as well, that the venue and the, the staff within the hotel was really, really good. They, I, I can't remember the specific things that went on, but there was a number of times I just remember thinking when something came up and they kind of went over. And above to accommodate like kind of everybody who is at um, the conference. So I, I don't know if, if things are going to change at the Grand America now that uh, if that's more uppity or whatever. But um, hopefully it will be this. That'll be the same.
2: I'm gonna first of all. I call them uppity to their face too. <laughs> so I've no um, the hotel. The staff should be the same. Um, we're. We're confident that the staff will be fine. Um, this year we've got, with the staff, I mean, we've got better plans for if anyone gets sick, they just tell us and we're, we're their nurse. We'll take them to the hospital. We'll help them find a doctor. So we kind of understand it better this year than we did the first year where it totally caught us off guard. So if anyone, I mean, I hope this goes without saying, but if anyone got uncomfortable whether it was food or harassment policy violation or anything, you just come get us and we help make it better. Right. Joe, just basically being of Joe as your mom away from home. right. And that's how I think of Joe. and when um, we spoon? but Joe will take care of anyone who needs help or uh, you know and we're all there. So if anyone's not comfortable sick or otherwise, you just come tell us and and, right. and us or one of the team members will help.
3: And we're always trying to find venues when we do events that uh, have good staff, right, that take care. And as of yet, we haven't, even though we've done worked with a lot of venues and a lot of uh, different staff, as of yet, this has always been the best staff is the uh, staff at the Little America. And the Grand Americas run as essentially the same company. They're almost like two different towers in the same hotel, essentially. So we actually have a lot of people that are staying at the Little America, even though the events at the Grand America, because they're like 50 meters from each other, so yeah. we're, we're always, we've always been pleased with the staff, especially the ground staff. You know, the people that are there helping out, they've always been great um, and always been good to our attendees. So we're, yeah. we hope that that continues to go on at the Grand America. We expect that for sure. Yeah.
1: I just want to mention really quick, I forgot to mention at the top of the show, that if anybody who's watching live has a question for Joe or for Aaron, just tweet with the hashtag N-G-A-R, ngair. And we'll answer it at the top of the hour. So, one thing I, I'm really curious—I actually have like a dozen other, you know, questions here of like various things I'm kind of interested in from you guys. So, um, the the talks are uh, 20 minutes. A lot of them, you know, some of the keynotes are longer. What's the penalty for going over the 20 minutes? Is is Aaron set to like tackle people off stage? What's going to happen
3: here? I really hope that this happens because Aaron will be on stage.
2: So um, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. This is a warning to the speakers. We had people go over in the past. They don't. They're. they're no longer allowed to speak at NGConf. Like it's a very delicate schedule with the breaks in between. Uh, it's a very, very tight. If I gave someone an extra five minutes, I've got to take five minutes away from someone else. Right. And that's that's not something that we can. I, I'm not willing to do that. Um, so. The speakers, and, and, and they get lots of emails, Jeff, just knowing, and I mean you know this, where we tell them, you know, you're done, the, there's a timer in front of you, you get one extra minute before Aaron walks on the stage, and then two minutes, uh, Aaron turns your mic off. So it's, I, don't, I wouldn't actually probably turn someone's mic off, but I would definitely be on the stage hugging them, massaging their shoulders, encouraging them to hurry up. <laughs>
3: Right. So, yeah, I mean, it is it is absolutely important to us because, one, we have very little time in between talks, and it really is a matter of if a speaker goes long, they're basically saying that they believe that what they have to say is more important than the next guy, and that their message is more important than they're – they're more important. We don't like that, right? We give – we have tight ty- – tight talk schedules compared to lots of other conferences, short talks. But it's a, it also gives a good challenge. We can get through a lot more material. People have to focus and get to what the core of what they're talking about is. We've, I remember one talk came in, and he wanted to do a 20-minute talk. We came back to him and said, we like your talk, but we can only give you five minutes. Can you make it happen in five minutes? And he really didn't want to, really didn't want to, and we had to talk to him and say, look, you know, it's a challenge, we know, but you've got an awesome message that we want to have out there. We need you to do it in five minutes, and he finally agreed. And so I'm sure it'll be an awesome talk. But uh, it, talk is the time is tight, and we we fully believe that every message that we have up on that stage is just as important as the next message, whether it's about Angular two, Angular one, or not even Angular related at all, a soft skills talk. We picked soft skills talk picking was one of my favorite parts of picking talks is looking at we had a ton of really awesome submissions, and that was for me some of the hardest stuff to turn to, to only pick a certain number of. And so the ones that we have, I'm really excited about. These are all important topics, and we feel like absolutely like that. We, we want the speakers to respect each other and their, each other's time. You
5: send a lot of emails to speakers. Can you tell us a bit about uh, how you help them prepare their talk? Because um, I think it's the only conference I have been to that helps the speakers so much.
2: So... Um, The the Angular team taught this to us, by the way. Um, They asked us to get speaker coaches, professional speaker coaches, for all the speakers. And so um, we hadn't really thought about that in years past, but this year... um, And another thing we hadn't done in years past is require people to be done with their talks a week or two ahead of the conference. And so this year we're like, we want your slides two weeks before. Uh, We had a slide issue in the past, so we needed to make sure the slides were, they follow the code of conduct, Um, and so we got that, and then we also got a speaker coach who, I mean, based off some tweets I saw from Taro and a couple other speakers, it's been really, really helpful. Yeah, she's
1: she's really good. I I had my session with her, um, Patrick and I did, last week, and I actually didn't have high expectations going in because you never know with this type of thing. But yeah. she like immediately right off the bat she watched the video of our practice session and she picked oh, okay. up like a half a dozen things that were actually like totally legit that helped us.
2: Awesome. Yeah. That's good to know because we we were the same as you. The Angular team suggested it. We didn't know what to expect, but the f- preliminary, like, feedback from the speakers has been, this is really helpful. Taropa said, this is probably going to be my best talk I've ever given, which is insane when you consider how good his past talks yeah. have been. I'm excited to see what this talk, like, comes out like. And I've actually seen the sneak preview, so that mixed with a speaker coach, it's probably going to be amazing. Right. I can, only, I can only imagine. So, So yeah, that's one of the things. Uh, Joe, What else?
3: For helping out, I like we try to give a little bit more um, direction up front. But also, one of the things that we offered was to give people feedback when they got rejected, right? So that it, I know that it can be really troubling as when you submit talks because I've submitted, I've gotten far more rejections than I've gotten approvals for uh, submissions to talk at a conference. And you always want to know what is it that conference organizers are looking at, and each conference organizer is different, right? For some cases, we had to tell people. Sorry, we we actually loved your talk. It's just the topic itself uh, didn't fit in, or you had the exact same topic as somebody else, and between the two, they went out, and neither talk was significantly superior. We kind of had to, we almost practically had to toss a coin. Um, So we had we have sometimes you have to give feedback like that, which we know isn't necessarily very useful, but sometimes we can give them lots of feedback like uh, your your grammar was bad. We're always looking for. really flashy talks with fun titles, so we'd be, we, could, we could let them know, uh, your title was a little bit too boring for us. We, we were looking for something with a little bit more fun. So John Papa's an Angular 2 Force weekends that's one of those ones that just jumps out. Even if, you know, we, we have no idea yeah. that it's John Papa, we see that title, we're like, that's a talk I think we want, and that, that automatically Listen. goes to the next round.
2: Yeah. Another thing that I've, I've, I've spoken at a couple conferences, and one thing that a conference has never done... Is having office hours to talk about submitting a paper. Right. Like a call for paper. So we actually held a call for paper office hours where, because, dude, I mean, I totally get the wanting to speak at a big, cool conference. And so, and we knew that there's a lot of amazing developers that we're going to want in. And we wanted to give everyone the best shot that they could, specifically people who have never spoken at conferences before. And so we had an office hours where Joe and I just, told everyone pretty raw what we were going to say, like what we were going to base our decisions on and what you should do to have a better chance. So, I mean, I think we, we, uh, we, we excelled well. And um, we, I feel like, cause there's that tiebreaker that Joe's talking about when there's two talks that are like the same and we're like, dude, these are the same talks. Uh, they both sound the same good. I feel like the way we break a tie adds a lot of value to the community. Um, and so uh, it's, 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 we, we try a couple powerful things to help those tiebreakers end up, like, helping the community. So, yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we always want to come up with more ways to help speakers. I, I really like the speaker trainer because that way, if you have something really awesome to say, but maybe you don't have a lot of experience, then, you know, we can help get you that – in fact, we offer the speaker trainer for a certain number of hours and, and more if you if this is your first time at a big conference, but we're always looking for ways to improve and help people
0: uh, have better talks.
1: We're going to take a quick break to hear about ThoughtRam.
0: ThoughtRam. Extend your memory. Want to get up and running with the Angular framework, but don't have the time to read through all the documentation and tutorials on the internet? ThoughtRam's Angular Masterclass may be perfect for you. Check it out today at ThoughtRamp.io forward slash training. Welcome back. Let's pick it up where we left off. So we're getting near the
1: top of the hour and I want to get through a couple more things that I think are really interesting here. So let's do a lightning round. Uh-huh. Of, uh, just getting some like quick feedback from you guys. And I'm going to start off. Actually, I want um, both the panelists and you know, our guests here to answer this one. What's your favorite ng-comp memory so far? So let's, uh, Aaron, uh, hit you up first.
2: NG Watt. Okay. <laughs> so that was my favorite by far. I was sitting between Brad and Mishko, and I was already probably going to pass out from laughing, but being between them, they were passing out, which made me laugh even harder. NG Watt was probably my favorite moment at any conference I've ever been to ever. He was just live. Like, you go back and watch it, it's good. Live was absolutely untouchable. So that's my no NG Watt.
1: Carmen, what about you?
4: Wow, that's hard. Um, No, it was definitely last year when Micha was was preparing his talk, and then I was there with him and um, Andrew and Pavel, and then we were all just talking. It's like the night before his talk was happening, (laughs) and we were just trying to put something up together, and it was really fun. It was really, really cool.
1: yeah, I get that. Yeah, Carmen, I hear you there. I, I, I find that the conversations that you have with the other people there is usually one of my favorites as well. You know, just mm-hmm. uh, the, the interactions with people from the community, people that you know that uh, are active and contributors. Uh, that's always a lot of fun. Yeah. Joe, what about uh, you?
3: Mine would actually be the StarCraft tournament from last year. We flew in that professional caster. And we had this tournament, and it was, oh my gosh, it was so funny. And I am so disappointed we didn't record it. So this year, we're definitely going to record it. We might actually live stream it. I'm not sure if we will live stream it. We would definitely record the games that happen in the caster. And uh, that's, that's that was my favorite by far, which is funny. It has nothing to do with Angular.
5: <laughs> you should stream on, on Twitch, I think. Oh,
3: yeah, yeah, that would be cool. Maybe it would be...
5: I don't know. This is my first ng-conf. <laughs> All right. So this year is definitely
3: my favorite. <laughs>
1: uh,
3: finding out that he got to go. That was his favorite ng memory. Yep.
1: <laughs> For me, there was uh, a lot of you know, different things. Uh, some of the stuff you guys mentioned, ng-watt was great, but I'll mention one thing that uh, hasn't been mentioned so far. Uh, actually, Joe, you know, your daughter's talk was actually, I thought, really, really great. I was like, um, amazed that a teenager was speaking in front of this huge crowd and having such an amazing talk, especially because I have two daughters. I was thinking a lot about, you know, uh, teaching my, my own daughters programming and everything like that. Uh, I think it was really inspiring and it, and it was a non-technical talk, right? Like you, She was talking about her experiences. Uh, so that was one of my, my favorites. I had a lot of favorites. But, um, oh, it was definitely cool. That's cool. Okay, so Prizes. <laughs> Give us a, a, a couple examples of some of the things that people can expect. Because prizes are one of the awesome things at NGCon. Like you guys give away so much stuff. Uh, I, don't, I don't think yeah, people no. realize. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that?
2: So, um, yeah, I'll talk about that. I, I was in charge of prizes this year. Joe helped me. As, patients, as so. is
3: most years. Every year. Um,
2: yeah, I...
1: Aaron, I think you're uh, cutting out there.
3: Yep. We don't hear you anymore. Lost your mic. Hello? Your mic's like cutting in and out. Nope. No bueno. <laughs> you're like, what? Yeah. yeah there you go. <laughs>
2: no prizes. Okay. Yeah, so there's no prizes issue. That's what I was trying to say. Uh, no, so I've been the prize guy every year, and the amount of money we budget for prizes is not insignificant. and It's actually harder to spend than you'd think. Um, and so we actually put a lot of thought into it, with making sure that – because the first time we, like, made a list, it's like it's just a bunch of dude prizes that guys are going to want. And so we're like, okay, let's take some of these off the list, get some more cool unisex tech stuff. And uh, we try to end up with some cool prizes that we I would – I mean, the idea is that everyone goes home from NG Conf with a new shopping list of tech toys that they're going to want to go buy, and I think that we definitely accomplished that this year. We have a lot of really fun things. Are you on specifics though, Jeff?
1: Well, you got to like uh, wet our appetite here, wet our beaks.
3: Uh, um, I can tell you what my favorite one is. Go ahead. Lego X-wing pose, uh, pose X-wing. Oh. Yeah, That's the awesome. black one? uh oh, I don't have that one, and uh, that one's on the top of my list for a cool yeah. prize. You, you know what? You, you want
5: to see the suitcase I'm going to bring? Just, uh-huh. Yeah. Let me, let
2: me pull up the prize and find the favorite one. Hmm. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's is it empty so you body. can it up?
5: You, you could see the buddy in it. <laughs> is that all? I mean, a lot of things.
4: Are you preparing to take all the prizes, or (laughs) (laughs) what's the idea?
5: I I have to bring my my Fair Day project, so that's fine.
1: In in addition (laughs) to the the prizes that Aaron's going to be giving out, you know, there is a ton of swag. So, like, all the vendors that come there usually have really great stuff. Like, I remember last year evening uh, just having, like, 20 different T-shirts, like, all sorts of different stuff um, just from the vendors.
3: Yeah, we got to do something cool this year we hadn't done before. We let people pick like their main swag item when they register. Yeah, so that was cool. That's gonna be a lot of fun, by the way.
2: Uh, we let everyone pick between a hoodie, a polo, um, a soccer jersey, or a laptop bag, and they're all pretty awesome. Uh, so I think people are gonna be really glad they got it. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say a couple of the prizes. Is that cool?
1: It's cool with me. (laughs) So so
2: there's the Rift 6 Cube, which is a pocket projector that has its own battery. So you can just turn your phone into a projector anywhere you go. Um, It's pretty cool. (laughs) Uh, We've got the the Huawei watch, because that's like the coolest new Android watch. It's pretty powerful. Um, We've got, for anyone who's a fan of Razer, the computer maker, we've got some sick Chroma mechanical keyboards. Uh, We've got... The GoPro Hero session—it's like the new GoPro—and then the one that I—I I hope that I draw my name—is I got the EggTastic, which is microwavable eggs. You make you make your eggs in the microwave. So
1: <laughs> okay,
2: so we got the EggTastic. We got a couple EggTastics <laughs> as well. As I'm trying to say, and
5: is there a, is there a prize for everyone or?
3: Uh no. No. no I mean, you have that, to be special to win that. Uh, now, then uh, be right.
2: Only a couple of people are gonna get the egg tastic, like the best ones. <laughs> uh we have we have enough prizes to get uh, double digits worth of employees uh yeah. attendees will get prizes. I mean no, as far as percent, double digits of percents, like the percentage of people getting it will be high. It'll be fun. Good. Good. But Good. If you're watching this and I call your name and you don't absolutely celebrate your prize,
4: yes, yes, you have to. They
2: have just, to. Yeah. No, I'm gonna be pissed mm-hmm. because people have lost prizes. People mm-hmm. have lost prizes in the past, so be <laughs> pumped. Don't don't just like raise your hand when I say your name and like there wave it. Should...
4: There should be a punishment or something for people that don't freak out when they hear the. Oh, name.
5: I, I know there is um, <laughs> shoot, uh, shoot the speaker outside, right? <laughs> the game where you people can fall in into the, into the water, right?
2: Yeah, dog don't tank, don't
5: yeah. yeah, you, you should yeah. put people who don't celebrate in the dunk <laughs> tank.
2: You can have your prize, but you have to go in the dog tank first.
1: <laughs> All right, so. <laughs> You know, and one of the things with uh, talks, uh, when you're giving a talk is, you know, it's good to do is to focus on the one thing you want people to walk away from that, you know, your presentation thinking about. So, for this conference as a whole, what's like kind of the one thing that you guys, you know, Joe and Aaron, want people walking away from it thinking?
2: I, I've got my idea.
3: I got my um, idea. Go,
2: Aaron. So, um, I have a couple friends. and That's all. I only have a couple. No, um, I have a couple friends who have switched to, they've they've ventured into React, and the ones I respect the most, uh, they've a couple of them, both of them have come back to me and said, hey, you know, one thing that, um the Angular team, the the Angular community got right is the community. The one thing the Angular team did right was the community. Like, I'm over in React, and the community doesn't even compare to what the community in Angular is doing, and it's not nearly as welcoming, and it's, there's no way that the the code behind the community is what's doing that. So I, I give mad respect to the Angular team, Brad Green specifically, his managerial skills are absolutely off the charts. You can tell he's walked among giants with the amount of poise he's got. But the thing that I want people to know is the the coolness about Angular is it's you. It's the community. It's not the JavaScript or the TypeScript. It's not that we make directives or I don't even care the thing you want to pick up. It's the community. and so. I think that's what we've got. That's the kind of speakers we try and harbor and and promote, and I think the Angular team is the one leading by example in that in that area. So yeah,
1: that's a good answer, Joe. What do you think? Uh,
3: you're gonna laugh at this. That was exactly the same thing that I was thinking. <laughs> was I, I want people to come <laughs> away with the message that the Angular community is awesome? Yeah, like, it's it's so true. The community is just a great. Uh, community big yet as tight knit as it could possibly be, very positive overall, and uh, it's it's a fun community.
2: So, like you know how J- Jeff, you don't know this because you're up in Boston, but the rest of us root for an American football team that's not the best, okay? But we still love them and we want them to be the best and we root for them, right? Um, but you never know if they actually are the best. And so, like when you're when you're a fan of Angular. You're like, is it? Do I think it's the best? Because it is the best, or is that, am I just, like, drinking the Kool-Aid? And I think that from, from the feedback I'm hearing around different communities, I, like, honestly think that the community around Angular is it's the best, man. There's no really discussing it anymore. Um, no one can really compete with it. And it does have a little bit to do with the tech. I'm not going to lie. Like, I can see some correlation, but uh, it also has to do with the people. So uh, it's awesome. The Angular community is awesome.
1: Cool. And people,
2: people should recognize that before they start, like, flaming and stuff like that because they're representing the whole community. Yeah.
1: Don't be a troll.
2: <laughs> don't it's, be a troll.
1: I think that's a good note to end on. Let's uh, get to our picks. Uh, so, Olivier, why don't you start off?
5: Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> I was late all day. The...
1: Why, why don't you <laughs> uh, pick, pick your workshop?
5: Yeah, okay. So, um... On Friday, I'm going to do my Ask Me Anything question, uh, the NGR uh, live, not live show, uh, my Friday project, uh, which is a, a cool smart mirror, uh, you're going to see, and my workshop on uh, how to write uh, libraries for Angular 2. So this workshop is at the same time as the one on server-side rendering, so I know that Maybe it seems cooler, but I'm, I think that this is going to be um, really useful uh, to a lot of people because it's, in fact, kind of hard to, to write a library in TypeScript and deliver it uh, to other people through NPM and expect it to work uh, on different setups. So I think it's going to be useful to, to some people. So come to my workshop. Cool. Cool.
1: Awesome. <laughs> nice, Carmen. What about you? Uh,
4: okay, so I have two picks. Um, one is actually the um, the Mozilla docs for uh, JavaScript in general, so for um, for all the the references like function references. Um, Every time I I stumble upon them and I read through them, and then I always remember, oh, this is actually so good and it's so complete and the examples are so good. So um, always check the docs before. So that's one. And the second one is, let me find it. Okay, so um, I've been doing a bit of reading about neural networks and deep learning recently. Um, and there's an article, like, there's a, it's it's kind of an online book that I'm reading currently. It's a book uh, written by Michael Nielsen. Um, it's called Neural Networks and Deep Learning. It's really, really good um, as a starter into the subject. Um, he explains very nicely um, about the types of neurons and uh, how they work and how you can think about it. It's very hard. <laughs> There's a lot of math in it, so be prepared for that. But it's very, very, very cool. So, yeah, these are my picks.
1: That's awesome. I, I actually uh, did my college thesis on neural networks, and, like, uh, I hated the math part of it, but, like, the just concepts of it, like, always amazed me. And I, I do I do yeah. like reading uh, stuff related to it, so I, I'll definitely check that out.
4: It's awesome. It's It's super interesting for me and there's a lot, there's really a lot. It's cool.
1: Cool. cool. For me, uh, I just have one pick. Um, I found this really, well, my, my coworker told me about this really awesome website called the nounproject.com. Basically, it, it, was, it was awesome for my presentation because if you're just thinking about, you, you need an icon of, of something, like you know some silly concept or whatever. You type it in, and, and it's much better than like doing a Google image search. It like actually shows you like something like this little tiny icon that like totally represents exactly what you're thinking about. Um, it's actually pretty awesome. So definitely check that out. The, the NounProject.com. All right, Aaron, how about you?
2: I'm gonna do two picks. Uh, I just finished a book that was super interesting. It's called "Surely You're Joking, Mr. Feynman." And it's a book written by Richard Feynman, who is a Nobel, a Nobel Prize winner. He was one of the physicists that worked on the atomic hydrogen bomb. And he, has, he lived an absolutely interesting life. And he loved, like from what I can tell, every different thing he ever found. And it was a very, very interesting book. If anyone's looking for something uh, slightly science but very interesting, uh, check it out. Surely you're joking, Mr. Feynman. And then I'm going to pick ng-lightning, which is Salesforce's component library written in Angular 2. It's very, very cool, very, very slick, and I think it's probably going to be pretty popular among the Angular community going forward. So those are my two picks.
1: It's like uh, UI components, like Wichimo or something?
2: Yep, yep. Written by the Salesforce guys. It's, it's, they seem super super legit.
1: Cool. Uh, Joe?
3: All right, so I'm going to have two picks too. My first pick is going to be Build-A-Bear. My uh, wife recently for my birthday, uh, or maybe it's an early Father's Day gift, I'm not sure, got me a Build-A-Bear. It was an Ewok. And it even has the little Ewok sounds, and it's totally awesome. And I can neither confirm nor deny that there may be Build-A-Bear prizes at NGConf. But I think it's a cool company, and uh, I have, like, personally, I have three Build-A-Bears that i built. And um, so I'm going to pick Build-A-Bear. And then my second pick is going to be Aaron Frost, because he is one humble son of a gun. Uh, he mentioned a little bit earlier that he spoke at a couple of conferences. He forgot to mention that he's keynoted at a couple of conferences, including FluentConf. So Aaron is an amazing speaker and an amazing keynoter. And I've had several conversations about conferences where there was discussions as to, Hey, maybe we should have a keynote. It would be good. And Aaron Frost's name comes up very frequently. He's an amazing speaker and has even put together talks and given them to other people. And they've done, they've been awesome talks. So I'm going to pick Aaron specifically his speaking, uh, conference speaking, because cool. he's an excellent conference speaker. So that's my final pick.
2: Yeah, can't let you, can't let you just sit back there and be humble. Thanks, man. I appreciate that, Joe.
1: I loved Aaron's keynote actually at NGNL on, uh, building bridges. That was, uh, one of my favorites. So
2: I'm already red, but I'm turning redder. Right. promise. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So we talked about a lot of stuff today. Definitely tune in next week for um, NGConf and the live, not live, Angular Air. Uh, there's just going to be a ton of content, a ton of things to talk about. The week after, we're going to have a wrap-up show, just the panelists, just talking about, you know, what they saw and experienced and did. So just a lot of stuff coming down the pipe. Can I ask court. a favor? Yeah.
2: I want everyone to say hi to Matt Condy.
1: Hello. He's my friend. <laughs> <laughs>
2: he helped build the ng Conf website this year so oh nice he's a pretty awesome developer i can't
3: actually hear any of you guys so
2: yeah <laughs> he's not hearing again but anyway we're gonna go grab some wins
1: Hi right, guys have a good day see ya Thanks. see ya see ya